WTTM 192. Hi, this is Claudia Christian, and you're listening to the Window to the Magic.com podcast. Surround yourself with the magic. And welcome once again to A Window to the Magic. My name is Patrick, and this week I will be your guide through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is an audio trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. I'd like to start by thanking Claudia Christian for the great tag. If you remember way back on my Submarine Voyage show, Claudia was the voice of Helga in Atlantis. Well, it's been a while since I've done an audio show, which I apologize for, but I promise at least two more attraction-specific shows this year. As most, if not all of you should know, I've been focusing on my video shows, one of which will be airing in the next few weeks, so if you're not subscribed to the Window to the Magic video feed, you'll want to subscribe. But I digress. This isn't my video show, it's my audio show. And in this show, we're going to be focusing on some Disney Park firsts. A few weeks ago, I was in Orlando with three friends, and being that one of them had never been to any Disney park, ever, we figured that as long as we were in Orlando, we'd better get them to Walt Disney World. Hey everybody, this is Patrick. We are live, sort of, here in the Magic Kingdom in Florida. I am here with, uh, well, sort of show regular, Austin. Austin. Yo! And, uh... And uh, his dad, Rick. How you doing? And they have obviously both appeared, uh, well, in voice on the show at one point or another. Uh, this is, uh, uh, last year, Austin visited Disneyland for the first time. This was, however, his first time to Walt Disney World. And uh, this is Rick's first time to a Disney park ever. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be capturing his, his first moments in the park. And uh, then we'll talk to him afterwards and, uh, you know, see what he thought of the whole day. So, uh, you guys ready to head into the park? Let's do it. All right, let's rock and roll. couple of first timers here. Two. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Oh no, this one says world. So there you go. It is specific. Welcome to Disney Park. <laughs> Glad that you could make it to and, a Disney Park today and, on this beautiful and, and, partially and, cloudy Sunday. And, and now joining us uh, a few minutes late is uh, another show regular, Ryan. Ryan, say hello. Hello. All right. So are we uh, we ready to head back to our undisclosed location? Can I just take a few photos? You can take as many photos as you like. Hi, guys. Would you like some stickers? Sure. Sure. All right. You guys like Mickey? Is that okay? Who doesn't like Mickey? All right. How are you guys doing today? We only got two for how about you guys? Oh, no. We've been here many, many times. <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you very much. Are you much. sure? Yeah. So I would have. Would you like a celebrating button? Since you're celebrating their first visit. Okay. I can 
input how many visits you've had. Uh, gosh. <laughs> four, I think. Four. <laughs> right? For One, two, three. Yeah, four. Fourth, okay. fourth time visit. here. All right. Can do that. You have any clue, Ryan? <laughs> I was going to say, I couldn't do this at Disneyland. I've been way too many times Me to Disneyland. Neither. I'm from California. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I, I grew I up in Orange County. <laughs> I grew up in Valencia. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Riding near Magic Mountain. Yep, that's right. So, yeah, I've been uh, myself quite a few times. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Am I taking a picture with these guys? Of course not. I was going to say, squeeze in. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to be short now. <laughs> oh, you want to move? No, no, no. It'll okay, be funny because no one will be able to figure out why. Yay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Mark. See you later. Fresh from his trip to Walt Disney World, welcome to the show, Rick. Well, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate you having me here. I'm going to be playing more clips from your trip as we chat, but let's get started with your initial thoughts of the park. Uh, very interesting. After uh, knowing about Disney for 48 years, walking into the park for the first time, you're really blown away by the Main Street. It's like stepping back, you know, 100 years. Everything is so so neat, pristine, just beautiful. I was going to say, yeah, Rick, if you have something you want to take a picture of, good. Oh, so he can't even hear me saying if you have something you want to picture of. He's off taking pictures. Was the Magic Kingdom what you'd expected? I really didn't have a uh, preconceived notion of what to expect. Like I said, I've seen everything on TV, but it comes across differently on TV. I did notice that it seemed the, the whole park seemed a little smaller than what I had anticipated, but I finally figured out it's because when you see it on TV, they're talking about all the parks together, and you get the idea that it's all one park. Now, we managed to get on quite a few attractions. Did any of them stand out for you more than the others? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I've heard so much about it that I felt like I knew it already. But once I got on the, or actually into the Doom Buggy, I I'd heard about different bits of it. But until you see it in person, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a show. Aura of foreboding 
though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm. And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. Wherever you dwell, give us a hint by bringing the 
Did anything catch you off guard? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't know 
some of the attractions were roller coasters. I mean, Space Mountain. You know, I didn't realize that was a roller coaster. I mean, you know, you hear Space Mountain, but uh, as far as I know, it's a uh, a little ride that, you know, takes you around and shows you what could have been in the world of tomorrow. You know, I, I, I didn't know. But uh, it's quite a ride. <laughs> now, I know you've been to other parks, so how did a Disney park stack up next to the other theme parks and amusement parks that you visited? It seems smaller but yet, when you go to other theme parks, the, the the attractions and the rides are so spread out. Where this one, it's you get off one, you're on another one. You know, I mean, they're, they're just that close. And uh, there's just so much to see and do. This trip was packed with firsts. Got my first taste of a Dole Whip. So, that was pretty pretty special. You also specifically requested that we get you your very first churro as well. My first churro, yes, yes. And was that churro everything you dreamed it would be? Well, when I die, I hope there's churros in heaven. What was your overall impression of the experience? One of the things that I did notice, and not only at the park, but walking in downtown Disney, is everybody that's grown up around this and that have, that got to go there, you know, every year or every summer or whatever, they're like a family. I mean... They just click together, you know. I mean, you're you you can be talking to somebody in a shop like when we went into the pin shop, you know. Everybody there knows about the the pins and and which ones are you know came out and and the little pin get-togethers and stuff like that. And that that's that's what makes this stuff special is it encompasses people all over the world, you know. And it's it's people of like minds getting together and and uh, enjoying the park and and the memorabilia and you know everything Disney does. I mean everything Disney touches uh, touches these people's lives. Well, one of the, one of the other things that I noticed was uh, how many people were there from other countries. I don't know how many different languages I heard while I was walking around the park, and that that to me is just phenomenal i mean i you don't think about people coming to disney world or the magic kingdom uh from other countries if you live here i mean it it just didn't didn't register with me and that that's really cool i mean it's something that brings people together you know I, i really am glad that i got to go uh like i said i've just heard so much about it and it was really great to be able to go with you that could tell me it, it it was a lot more interesting when somebody can tell you the history behind the attractions and what used to be there uh it just it just really made the trip fun and that concludes your magic kingdom day gentlemen Well, thanks for joining me on the show and sharing your thoughts with everyone. Well, thanks for getting me to to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, it was entirely my pleasure, Rick. Trust me when I say that getting you to your first Disney park was the highlight of the entire Florida trip. Highlight to my trip, too. Now I'd like to hand the show over to Ryan, who'd like to share one of his own Disney park firsts. Hello, 
and welcome to Set Free in Disney. My name is Ryan McKinley, and I hope that this will be the first of many opportunities to present the personal stories behind your discovery of Disney Park magic. My thanks to Patrick for providing me with the time and audience to share these experiences. Patrick and I often talk about times at Disney Parks. We both grew up going to Disneyland. I lived in the California Bay Area, and my family of six would visit each summer. In speaking with Patrick, I've noted that I cannot recall the first time that I went to Disneyland. I was just too young. I have shadows that tickle my memory of the experience, but I just don't remember it with clarity. But I do remember the first time my parents said to me and to my brother, Boys! Why don't you meet us back at the Golden Horseshoe Review in about two hours? You, too, may have been a little too young to remember your first time at the park. But I can bet that with razor-sharp precision, you remember your first time roaming the park alone. And that is what I envision for this show. A chance to share the first time that you were released into the mystical wonderland that was a Disney park. No parents. No guardian. Just you and a sibling or a friend and acres of magic just waiting to happen. My experience is shared with my brother, Scott. He now lives in Utah with his son, so I took a trip out there to discuss our shared memory. Uh, I'm sitting here in Midvale, Utah with my brother, Scott McKinley. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about... uh, we're going to talk about our first experience at Disneyland on our own, free at Disneyland. So, Scott, why don't you, why don't you start us off? How old, how old were we? Do you remember? I would say, I can remember this, I would say that we were probably, you had to have been either 10 or 11, and I had to have been 9. And the reason that I know this is because we were old enough for our parents to let us go and roam around Disneyland without adult supervision, but we were still young enough to allow our parents to dress us up in matching outfits. Hey, that is totally <laughs> such an important we part. We were, you have to, you have to visualize the shortest blue shorts you could put on two straight boys. <laughs> <laughs> and matching blue and gray polo, not polo because we couldn't afford polo. Crew neck. High Sierra, uh, polo style, in the style of polo shirts, with red sunglasses, we had the red, red, white red frame blue. sunglasses, mirrored, with the, yes, mirrored sunglasses, mirrored. with the little croquis, but they weren't croquis, they were just little strings with rubber bands tied around the them. The librarian tassels. Yes. And, and tube socks. Knee high. Knee high tube, tube socks. socks. <laughs> Probably mismatched colored stripes. See, I remember having perm hair. Yeah. Anyway. So we were still young enough that possibly we Our were parents up. were dressing us as twins. <clears throat> and and uh, be it known we're 17 months apart. What I remember is they kind of just popped it on us. Like, why don't you guys go for... And it was only like two hours. It was. It was a test run. Yeah. It was like, let's see how you guys do. And we'll meet you back at, I don't know, in front of the Golden... No, in front of the Golden Horseshoe Review. We'll meet you. We've got we've got reservations for the show, yeah. at, for the one o'clock show at the Golden Horseshoe Review. Okay. And then they said, okay, Ryan, Scott, why don't the two of you go ahead and take off? It's, it's, it's 11 o'clock now. We will meet you for lunch at the... 
Golden Horseshoe Review. I remember when they said that, it felt like they had given me wings and they had said, fly and be free. Fly, fly my monkey, fly. I was so excited to know that we were gonna, it was just the two of us, because we didn't get to leave our cul-de-sac or our court uh, growing up. So, to be to, to be cut loose in Disneyland, I, I just remember just thinking, there's, the world just got better for me. There's no better place on earth to be away from your family yeah. than at Disneyland. Now, I, I want to talk about one place that we visited first before we get into what exactly we did and how our parents found us, but I remember going to Tom Sawyer do you remember doing uh -huh. that? Yes. And I remember going and exploring the caves, mm -hmm. and I swore that we were finding caves and passages and secret doors and entries in there that had never been found before. Because we went, but they never really let us run around. We just kind of went over in the boat, climbed the treehouse, and then we came back. Oh, you mean we went with our parents and yeah. we never got really the chance to explore it? Yeah, never. Probably. And I remember when we found the treasure, I was like, People should know about this. There is a treasure in this mountain, and I can't get to it. It's locked up very well. But I mean, I was really excited to be able to uh, to be able to see that. And then we went back and found the fort. And then behind the fort, there was a cemetery. I was like, "This is this is." See, you've got a better you've got a better memory of that than I have. Well, see, I just remember it being such a, a discovery for me because again, we'd gone over on the boat, climb the treehouse, we'd come back. That was right. <clears throat> but our parents weren't really the ones to get down in the dirt and explore with us, so they probably said, you know, go climb up the top of the hill and then come back down yeah. and we're going to go back. And we were happy for it. Sure. But I just remember this one was, I, I remember that very clearly because it was it was such a discovery. It was like, not only are we free in Disneyland, but now we're discovering secret secret passages in these hills. And free in Disneyland also, mind you, everybody out there listening, with about $21.78 burning so you go a ahead. hole you go ahead, Scott. in our pocket. $21.68 of hard-earned McKinley babysitting money uh, that we had been saving up for since probably January, and this is June, <laughs> yeah. and we've got $21 accumulated. So, Scott, what, what was it that... Uh, where was it that we went, and what was it that you had your eye on? We went to the magic shop on Main Street. The magic shop slash joke shop. Now, you can make fun of what I bought. Okay. Don't, I mean, I know... Don't, don't, uh, you tell them what you bought, and then I'll tell them what we bought. I thought you were interviewing me. I no. didn't know this was a joint interview. That's okay. I, being the skinny young kid that I, I, I'd never, I don't know why I said skinny, but I'd never broken a bone in my life. My brother, on the other hand, had broken bones a couple of times. It was only once, but that at this point, point, it was only once. But he you broke, were jealous. He had broken his arm, and he had the he had the fun of having a cast. And I had never had a cast. And there, in a plastic wrapped package, was a fake cast. And I thought that's what I'm going to spend some of my money on is a fake. I bought a fake cast from a distance. It looked. Absolutely real. It had a little sling that you put around your neck, and you know you could put your thumb in the fake thumb hole, and it looked like you had it. And it came with a sling, so you it had a little, had a little sling, yeah. so you know you didn't have to worry about it popping off and not staying in place. It just you just held your your arm to your to the side. So this I is the first time our parents have let us go off by ourselves with money. In this, and, okay, so. I had had my eye on for a long time. We got Boys Life magazine because we 
were Boy Scouts. <laughs> and in the back, you remember with the stuff you could sell, and if you sold, I don't even know what it was, but it had the, the things that you could buy with your points. They had a magic faucet with a suction cup on the back of it. And you could put this suction cup anywhere and turn a little thing and liquid would come out of it. And so I'd had my eye on it forever. So we show up in this magic shop and no parental supervision to tell us absolutely not. <laughs> what are you thinking? And I buy the magic faucet suction cup and I don't have a window to put it on. I don't have a refrigerator to put it on. So I lick it and it goes on my forehead. <laughs> so here we've got Ryan and Scott McKinley walking around, <laughs> walking around. Just like the moron twins. We're not twins. We're not twins. <laughs> walking around, Mage, and we are in heaven. I mean, we've we'd ridden I a couple of rides. I think we could hear Stan Alive playing in the background <laughs> as we walked down the street. And we him got, with this faucet on his forehead, and with my broken arm, just thinking, we, we are the rock. stuff. We rock. So we meet up with my parents at whatever time it was our reservation was. This should date the story to tell you because you don't you don't have to have reservations for it anymore. We will show up and my mom just about <laughs> dies. She freaks out because I've got a cast. And I'm thinking that she's arm. excited to see my wonderful magic trick <laughs> faucet that she's mad that somehow it's gotten screwed into my forehead. But no, she actually thinks <laughs> that Scott has broke his arm. We've let our sons go for the first time ever at Disneyland <laughs> for two hours. And one of them comes back with a broken arm. After we'd convinced my mother that no one was hurt, we went into the Horseshoe Review, sat close to the stage, and wouldn't you know, my unique headdressing was enough for Wally to notice me and call me up on stage. He pointed to my forehead and said, Is that a brain drain? My brother drew some attention from a songstress, who came down from the stage, serenaded him, and planted a big wet smooch on his forehead. Our money had been very well spent. And uh, I need to point out that uh, as I came over to his home, I had on a white shirt and jeans. And as he opens the door, he is also wearing a white collared shirt and jeans. No tube socks. I'm wearing tube socks. I hope that you all enjoyed my personal stroll down memory main street. But I have some bad news for you. I'm out of stories. I only have one experience where I was set free in Disneyland for the first time. So I'm calling out to you, Window to the Magic listeners, to record or write your personal tale of that magical first time you were cut loose in a Disney park. Email it to podcast at windowtothemagic.com with set free in Disney in the subject line. I'll give it the special treatment and put it on Patrick's next show. This has been Ryan McKinley with Set Free in Disney. Thanks for listening. For myself, the first time I was set free in Disneyland sans parents wasn't all that great. Some of you may remember me talking about my worst memory of a trip to Disneyland when I went into the park for a few hours with just my cousins, and instead of riding anything, I had to spend my very first time in the park without my parents watching my cousins play with the toy guns in Frontierland. Not to mention that that was the trip that those same cousins cost me my one and only chance to have a nice, vivid memory of America Sings. If I still sound bitter, I am. 
the trip that really stands out for me happened years later when I went to the park with one of my friends. So not only were my parents not there, but they weren't in the park at all. I remember we checked in for meals, but that was it. We were loose in the park. This was my first visit to the newly renovated Fantasyland, and I was so excited to be going on Pinocchio for the first time, along with all the redone dark rides. The Country Bear Vacation hoedown was new. I saw Captain EO for the first time, not to mention that this trip also marked the first time I ever rode the Haunted Mansion. Honestly, that trip was the most memorable trip I'd had to Disneyland all the way up until a few years ago when I got to take my son to the park for the first time. What about you? What's your favorite park memory? Okay, news. I'm going to be at the Friends of the Magic meet in July. My flight's booked. If you don't know what the Friends of the Magic is, visit www.friendsofthemagic.com for more info. Also, I've posted an assortment of photos from our recent trip to Walt Disney World over on the WTTM forums. Just look for the show 192 specific thread to check those out. Back in November on the family vacation to Disneyland, I was able to get my mother on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. As an annual pass holder, she's a park regular, but she's never been on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and I finally got her to take a ride. I'll be sharing that first on an upcoming episode of the show with Patrick on the video feed, so stay tuned for that. Finally, as I was wrapping up this show, I got the news that actor Andy Hallett had passed away. Andy is probably best known for playing the character Lorne on the Joss Whedon series Angel. After a five-year battle with heart disease, the 33-year-old actor took his final bow. In all the conventions I've visited over the years, I never had the chance to meet Andy. His character Lorne was one of my favorites from the Angel series, and the man had a beautiful singing voice. It's not that easy being green Having to spend each day the color of the leaves when I think it could be no one seems to be bothered by the fact that he's a demon they must think it's all makeup like the blue man group you don't think the blue man group only two of them oh but green's the color of spring and green can be cool and friendly like oh Green can be big like an ocean Or important like a mountain Or tall like a tree Oh, and green is all there is to be It could make you wonder why But why, wonder why, wonder I am green and it'll do fine it's beautiful, and I think it's what I want to be. I'd like to thank you all for listening to A Window to the Magic as we near our fourth year of bringing you the very best in audio experiences from throughout the world of Disney. 
A window to the magic can be reached in the following ways. Our email address for questions, comments, contest entries, and suggestions is podcast at windowtothemagic.com. The Window to the Magic telephone hotline is 206-984-9886. That's 206-984-WTTM for Window to the Magic. Make sure to pay a visit to our message boards at WTTMforums.com. We appreciate your feedback, so be sure to call in or write us soon and share your thoughts with us. Be sure to tune in next week when Paul returns once again as your host. This has been a Window to the Magic show number 192. I'll see you next time.